Good morning and welcome. This is Pastor Lucy again with your daily insight. We continue with our divine experience episodes. And I know you might be listening while you're driving to work or doing something else. You're multitasking. And I just want to talk about how our generation leads such busy lives that we barely get time to refresh and re-energize. Uh, we barely even have enough time for ourselves. Sometimes we live our entire lives being flooded with positive reinforcement for being responsible, for being predictable, and for being available when we are needed. And sometimes I think the world has conditioned a voice inside us that keeps reminding us of how important we are to the affairs of our planet, that we have somehow convinced ourselves that the world might just fall apart if we are not around to keep it running smoothly. I pull on a little accent there too. Make sure you get that part. But if you have been following this series, we have seen in the last six days uh of divine experiences that every one of those people we have looked at had their divine moments when they were in seclusion and today I'm gonna just go from the Old Testament and jump all the way to the New Testament and we're gonna read from the book of Luke chapter 9 verse 28 to 36 the Bible says now it came to pass about eight days after their saints that he took Peter, John, and James, those were the three friends, and went up on the mountain to pray. As he prayed, the appearance of his face was altered, and his robe became white and glistening. And behold, two men talked with him, who were Moses and Elijah, who appeared in glory and spoke of his decease, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. But Peter and those with him were heavy with sleep, and when they were fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men who stood with him. Then it happened as they were parting from him that Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah not knowing what he said. When he was saying this, a cloud came and overshadowed them, and they were fearful as they entered the cloud. And a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son. Hear him. When the voice had ceased, Jesus was found alone. But they kept quiet and told no one. <laughs> In those days, any of the things they had seen. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have said anything too because people would have thought, what are you talking about? Yeah. So the text before this says that Jesus happened to be alone praying when the disciples joined him. What followed was quite converse between him and the disciples for some days before he summoned the three disciples to join him in prayer. And we can imagine the emotions surrounding this meetup. It was a time of 
intense depression among the disciples. Their popularity was waning due to the interruption and the objections from the groups that were opposed to the work they were doing. The authorities were closing on their master. The utterance of Jesus too had been foreshadowing danger and suffering for himself and his disciples. Jesus knew and he had warned them that there would be a violent end for him. And it's no wonder he felt they needed their obviously fainting spirits raised. He needed to inspire them with greater confidence in their approaching ministry. And this would seem to have been the purpose of the divine vision that we call the transfiguration. So the three buddies, this is Peter, John, and James. Uh, most people say that they were the inner circle of Jesus, were the leading among the disciples. If they were to lose hope, the hopelessness would have been reflected in the rest of the disciples. But if they remained brave, committed, and hopeful, this too would have been reflected in their companions. So the solitude that Jesus wanted for the three was definitely necessary for the manifestation, for the divine experience that he wanted them to have. And like we have said repeatedly, I've shared this in the previous episodes of Divine Experience, God demonstrates his power in ways that we cannot question after we have witnessed you know, that dazzling attestation of Jesus' identity that the disciples witnessed at the mountain was a unique experience that they had not seen before. Something that would be stamped in their mind for the rest of their lives and ministry. Whatever doubts they might have had regarding the future of their ministry and calling after the death of Christ was settled on that mountain. The authority and the identity of Jesus was stamped by the display of glory and the appearance of Moses and Elijah. And as I'm thinking about this, I believe that the transfiguration of Christ was not for himself. He didn't need it because he is the very source of divine glory. It was for the disciples so that their faith would be reassured so that by the end of that experience, they'll go down the mountain totally different men, men with a renewed testimony. And I believe this is the purpose of divine experience. When God sets us up, when God sets you up for a divine experience, he ordains every detail in a way that you will experience his glory in its totality. The Bible says that Peter and those with him were heavy with sleep. And when they were fully awake, they saw his glory. And the two men who, were, who stood with him, and by analogy, we understood that spiritual sleep keeps us from seeing and experiencing the glory of God. But that doesn't mean that the glory of the Lord is not there. You know, the glory was there, but they were sleeping. And sometimes that's what happened. 
we may be spiritually asleep, but that doesn't mean the glory is not there. So even in our weak moments of weakness, when we have expanded our energy, when we have no strength left to go on by, the glory of the Lord is present. When the disciples awoke from their slumber, they beheld the glory before them. They saw the greatest lawgiver that ever existed before Christ. They saw the greatest among the prophets. And even for them, when the moment of reawakening comes, oh, just like that, when our eyes are open to the divine presence, we get to experience the same glory. We get our moment of divine experience. And I just want to pause there for that to sink in. You see, that moment is a moment you don't want to ever end. It is a moment you you would never wish to walk away from. And that's why I'm not surprised that Peter blurted out and said, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. Peter might have spoken out of order and without thinking. But I think he spoke out of excitement. He didn't want that experience to end. But the idea of suffering, rejection, and death didn't seem to matter to him anymore. He just wanted that sweet moment to last forever. The Bible says the cloud came and overshadowed them. And they were fearful as they entered the glory, the cloud. The Lord wasn't done with them. They were yet to experience the glory in its totality. They were yet to be totally immersed into the fullness of that moment. And when that happened, the Bible says that they were fearful. They reacted the same way. We have read about Moses, about Gideon and Elijah in fear of the Lord, in total awe of the glory that was before him. And just like it has always been with every divine experience, the Lord confirmed its purpose with assurance. This is my beloved son. Hear him. If any of them had doubts before this experience, they weren't going to go down the mountain without any doubt anymore. And this is my prayer. May God grant you such a moment in his glory. A moment that will cement your faith in him. An experience that will remove any doubt that may have had root in your life. About your calling, your purpose in this life. May you experience the kind of awakening that the disciples had. So that you do not miss out on the glory of the Lord. When it is right before your eyes, may the Lord rebuild our faith once more. In Jesus' name, Shalom. This is Pastor Lucy Painter with your daily insights. And this is Divine Experience Day 7. for your continued support and encouragement to the making of the daily insights 
reaching an average of 60 people a day with over 10,000 total plays. I invite you to partner with us by supporting this podcast through monthly or one-time donation. Your contribution will be used to sustain the episode subscription and hosting platform. My goal is to inspire and share insightful messages in our generation, empowering one person at a time each day to continue serving the purposes of God in our generation. Your support is highly appreciated. Click that support button now and give your support. You can support with $1, $5, or as much as you are able to give. Blessings.